Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to be talking to all of you. We've got a great show. Uh, And by the way, one of the things I love is getting on a, a call like this, a show like this, and talking to Somebody that lives and breathes the content. Carrie Knutson joining me here today. Knutson speaks, and you know you've heard a bit about what she does in her in her in her life, in her business, in her coaching platform. But more importantly, it's what her message is. You know, when we're talking about emotions, and now we're looking at emotional intelligence, and some of the really cool research coming out now about emotional intelligence and human development is just profoundly groundbreaking. Um, and I want to give you an example later on in the show. But when you think about, you know, Carrie, and you think about being a professional speaker, making it through COVID, both of us, you know, the people that go out and like get on a stage and like, hey, everybody, and do like talk, 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 talk. Uh, and then we didn't. Then just like it didn't happen. But something else happened, something else changed. And that's part of the conversation today with Carrie. Um, When you think about being in a place where you can't move, there's a word that I have been Googling, 2003, Benny, since 2003. And why did I Google the word stuck or stuckness? You know, what is it about being stuck that hit me so hard in 2003 that the show was called crust busting your way to an awesome life. It's all about being crusty and stuck and just not doing anything. Today, Carrie is bringing it. How do you get big out loud with Carrie? How do you do that? How do you live the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life now and talk about the complexity of being stuck? This is what we're fired up about today. Carrie, great to have you, right? We're fired up about this, no? Yes, I'm so excited, especially because your work in crest busting totally aligns with my my topic this month of being stuck. And that whole idea, I like how all of us call it different things, like your idea of being like the crustiness and being stuck. I love that like metaphor and and how it how that really resonates with sometimes how it feels to be stuck. And it was I, me. That's is that how you were feeling? Is that what you were? That going? was me back in 2001, 2002, 2003. So let's talk about this for a minute because this thing, this idea of stuckness and emotional intelligence is a really profoundly powerful body of work. You know, when we talk about stuckness, a lot of the times back, uh, Benny would say, back in the day, we didn't include emotions. No, no, we just were like, oh, I'm stuck. I can't move. When you're just supposed to get over it and not really process it, just figure it out, don't process it, and you don't really talk about emotions. I mean, even now, a lot of people have a hard time talking about emotions. You think? Especially now. And let me ask you this question to get us rolling here. We are in a place now where we've never been, really, that I can remember. I'm I'm sure we've been here before. But when I think about a world being at this place where we have been stuck 
for mm-hmm. what, 18 months, some places more than that. Mm-hmm. And now we're given the green light to be unstuck. Mm-hmm. But there's no outlet for emotion. And so can you talk about what it means to admit that we're experiencing something? Yes, well, exactly. That's that's such a key thing. And what you were saying is emotional intelligence is all around optimizing your expression of your own emotions, right? So when you're talking about that's a big thing, emotional intelligence really touches on the ability for you to have some self-awareness about what's going on with you, name the feelings, and then optimize your expression of them. And that simply means for any given moment or how you feel, like how do you utilize your emotions to help you move forward and to to get through things? Um, And when you think about... (laughs) the idea of being stuck, what you said, it's like we have literally and figuratively been stuck um, because of the pandemic. And some of us are fearing like the transition back a little bit feels weird because being stuck by the pandemic was an external force that forced us to be stuck, right? It's an external force. But a lot of times there's other things going on with us, even concurrently where we, we it's a self-induced stuck we don't know what to do. We're confused, right? And so now we're coming out of the, the enforced stuck, the external stuck. And also we might be grappling with our own feelings. Like, how do I process what I just went through in the pandemic? How do I like restart my life again? How do I make some decisions when I kind of don't know still about how the future is going to look? And so I think all these things are so important to discuss. And the root of them all, the root of how we start to do that. Um, everyone kind of wants to get to the solution quick, like, oh, tell me what to do or how to figure it out. But the real place to start is identifying what you're feeling. And that idea of identifying feelings is at the crux of emotional intelligence. It's what's one of the, the big pieces of like identifying your feelings help the feelings not only get validated, like, oh, this is how I feel, but then you could also move through them. So for for example, sometimes if we say in our society, we tend to say things like, I can either be happy, mad, sad, or good, or busy. Those are maybe my options, right? Do you ever feel that way? Those are like how we express ourselves. And I call those really like level one feelings. Like they're just kind of like, meh, right? That's kind of how you feel. And really when we're sad or even angry, that could actually, when we think about a word that really describes how we feel, overwhelmed, depressed, anxious, frustrated, devastated, like finding like really rich words to say how we like, maybe you say I'm angry, like, are you angry or are you disappointed? Let's yeah. see how different those words are. But yeah. sometimes we like throw everything in the bucket of anger and then yeah. we don't really take time to identify. And so some of us even have a hard time saying, I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling like I don't know what to do. And, and the idea of naming it first for what yeah. it is can sometimes be an access point to then moving through it. Instead of if you stay at level one, where you're kind of like, ah, I don't know, I just kind of whatever, getting through it, or I don't have time to feel my feelings, or I don't even know what I don't, growing up, I'm just supposed to get through it. Like a lot of us- Suck it up. You're supposed to suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Get through it. Just get through it. Don't ask any questions. Don't stop whining, right? I remember we used to give out these little pins at at the bell, at at the phone company, I would say no whining. I mean, that's a perfect example of a corporate culture where you have to, they, they used to say you have to leave your personal issues at the, at the door, but you come into work and you may have issues too. 
So I love the way you're describing this. How are you feeling today, Carrie? Yeah. Oh, I'm like feeling, I have to say, I'm feeling hopeful and excited. And I'm feeling, I have this kind of anticipatory, like nervous excitement, almost because the summer is opening up and I'm feeling like kind of hopeful and I have to say, I'm also feeling joyful because some of my flowers bloomed in my front yard and they're showing off today. And I just got to water them and just experience this. You know, when you have just a moment of pure joy from something like a flower or a moment. And I just was like, oh, I just had this feeling of hopefulness today. My flowers bloomed and I felt, I felt very hopeful. How about you? Well, I think that part of this is, you know, uh, well, for me walking in today was, one of those days where I was thinking more about uh, what do I have to do today? What is my to-do list today? Because, you know, in running the show, we have Olivia running the show today and we are being observed by three new producers and who are learning. And so one of the things that I think about is, you know, how can I connect the dots to make sure that the people that need help are getting the help they need? And, you know, just watching, you know, Jacob, you know, mentoring people. Uh, but this idea of stuck is so important. Let's talk about this for a minute, because it's really hard sometimes if you are like new to a job. Let's talk about being new to a job. Everybody returning to the workplace now, a lot of people are feeling, wow, is this my job? Do I remember coming in and sitting at a desk? Uh, but I still have my child home. And my boss wants me to come in. I mean, we are in uncharted territory. But I love what you said. Now, let's get back to it. Um, if we don't address those issues and we don't use some new language, what happens is I think we act out. So what does acting out look like? Acting out means we start to be disrespectful. We maybe have a little edge. We're maybe short. We're not open to feedback. So, you know, all these things that will push somebody away so oh, yeah. that they don't get into our space, our feeling space. Talk about these behaviors that can show up if we don't have a moment to say, man, I'm unstuck. I I know you want me to edit this show, but I don't even have Adobe Premiere loaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important. I think when you're talking about the actual feeling of being stuck, sometimes what happens when you're talking about how it shows up, if you can't identify the feeling, and I even say feeling stuck to me is a feeling, like feeling stuck, because I've, I've even said that to myself, I am stuck right now. Like, I don't know what to do. But that idea is if, if you can express it and name it and say it, to me, then you can hold some space for what that is without trying to fix it or change it. What happens if you cover it and you deny it and you act like it's not happening and you try to push through, sometimes the outward expression or the projection of that feeling comes off as like, you are really frustrated and you project that feeling onto other people, right? Or you can't admit like, I don't know what I'm doing. So then you say to other people, why can't everyone else get it together? Like you, you start to see, stuckness in other places and other people and you get frustrated by it or if life like little inconveniences that normally would roll off your back suddenly make you so angry and sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing but what I what I tend to see in my practice as a therapist I, I feel like when you study humans all of us do this 
if we if we repress our emotions or don't don't let them out in one part of our life, they tend to come out in another. And we they may be displaced, but they're the same feeling. We may be angry at ourselves and then like somebody cuts us off and we get so mad that we then express our it's easier to be angry at someone else than ourselves, right? And so we do this all the time. So part of using your emotional intelligence is to bring it back. I like bring it in is what I say, bring it in. What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What frustrations do I have? And can I name like, for example, feelings like being stuck, who wants to say that? It's not like a, oh, a, me, right? We oftentimes want to be like, no, I'm moving forward and I'm progressing. And I can't admit if I have hard or difficult feelings. Like, what if I'm really sad or overwhelmed about something or, or incredibly angry? Do I get to have those feelings? And again, EQ is about optimizing your expression. So it's like, you can still have those feelings and how, what do we do with them? And, and even if you don't want to admit you're stuck, cause that's can be hard to say, yeah. out loud. like, oh man, I'm stuck. But I see it sometimes as a relief. The truth is right now I'm stuck. And so sometimes we do this thing with dualistic thinking where we're like, well, I'm stuck. So that's it. <laughs> so and like either, or I'm either progressing or I'm not. I'm either moving forward or I'm stuck. I'm either making progress or I've done nothing. And I think, again, if you can use, again, bring it in and be like, no, just in this moment, I'm stuck. Just right now in this moment. And stuck can be a moment or it can be days, weeks, months, and even years in some parts of our lives. I think if you all look back, there's things that plagued different people for, for a long time where they feel stuck in an area. But if you look at your life in the long game, I think a lot of us can see incredible progress, right? But we tend to, we don't, we don't want to name the feeling for what it is. We certainly don't want to own what we perceive as a negative feeling. And then, oh man, if I can't get rid of this thing fast, oh, I might just well deny it or repress it or, or something like that. Does that make sense, Dr. Pat? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it makes total sense. And, you know, part of what the conversation is today is really looking at this in a way where each of us completely understand that we can get unstuck. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna take a look at what are we stuck in and what does stuck really mean? How does it feel? You know, what are we really trying to say when we say I'm stuck? What's interesting when you look this up now, very different when I looked it up, I don't know, 2003, very interesting what they say about stuck. But the past tense and past participle of stuck is stick. Why aren't we talking about that for a minute? Making something stick. When we come back, Carrie's going to take us on a ride. We're going to take a look and dive deeply into not just identify what's going on, but identify our response to what's going on. When we are out there and we find that there's something inside of us that's just causing us to be our own version of the episode of Lucifer, something got to happen. Let's take a short break. Carrie Knudsen joining us here today. Questions 1-800-930-2819. What are you stuck about? Do you want to get unstuck? And how do you get big out loud? We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific 
with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Everybody get big out loud. That's it we're talking about today. But you know what? How do you get big out loud if you don't understand the complexity of being stuck? Right? <laughs> How do you get big out loud if you don't understand the complexity of being stuck? You know, I mean, if you're somebody like me, what does being stuck look like? What happens when you're playing ping pong and one of the balls gets stuck in your robot and then it doesn't come out? And then when it does come out, it comes out at 100 miles an hour and hits you in the side of the face. That is a very good metaphor for what the effect of stuck is. If you are stuck too long, you build up the energy of stuckness. And we're going to talk about what happens when you're building up the energy of stuckness. And underneath that is fear. Before we do that, I want everybody to know, Carrie, how do we find out about you? How do we find out about Knutson Speaks, your coaching platform, all the work you're doing with people? And happy Pride Month for all of you out there right here in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Happy pride. That's right. And happy pride in Colorado too. That's right. Yeah. I'll say Kate. All right. Good. Yeah. Yes. Happy pride everywhere. 
Um, so you can find out about me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And I provide, what I do is try to take psychology off the couch and bring it to people no matter you know what I'm doing. If I'm speaking to people virtually or now in person again, those have started up again, which has been great. Or doing coaching and helping people explore how to really amplify their own EQ to live their lives in ways that are very powerful. And so that's kind of the, the work that I do is all around helping people get big in whatever capacity that they that they can. And through things like doing this show with you has been interesting too, because really talking about it, that's the part about get big out loud. Let's talk about it. Let's jump into hard topics and let's really wrestle with it. Cause none of this is easy. It's very complex, but it's worth it. I yeah. know that for sure it's worth it. Yeah. And Olivia, thank you for putting up Carrie's website. Thank you for popping that in there. Um, Carrie, look, I can't say enough about what people have going on right now. It's so complex that folks don't even know that they need help, but they're not ready. They're not ready to re-enter in the workplace as if normal is normal. Um, in some cases, people are really excited about it. I know here we're trying to find the follow the guidelines in Washington State. And I think the guidelines, I have to look them up again to just see, but the guidelines have moved away from, you know, look, if you've been vaccinated, dot, dot, dot. But people are still trying to find their ways. What is the impact of what we're talking about, though? Across the board, it's fear. It's oh, fear. Yeah. It's underneath a lot of things. Tell me from your perspective and from looking at the complexity of being stuck, tell me about what fear might drive in people? Sure. Well, fear, I think, is a huge underlying thing. And when we, when you, a huge underlying feeling that, that really perpetuates so much. Um, and sometimes we're so scared, it's easier to stay stuck than to make movement because we can't predict, you know, what's going to happen. And humans love to try to predict what's going to happen. What will happen? Will this work or will that? Will it go this way or that? What if this? What if that? I call it playing what if that a lot of people really try and to predict the future and say, what if this happens? And it creates a lot of angst, but also fear. And the reality is none of us can control that, right? So, but we're looking now at this, what I think of as the next or new normal is quickly approaching. And we're trying to figure out what our lives are going to look like. If you if you have a lot of fear and or overwhelm, or even even what I think of as trauma from what you've experienced in the last year and a half that goes unprocessed and just try to move ahead, sometimes that's part of naming your feeling is like, what have I just been through in the last year and a half? You know, you can't be in a crisis and process the crisis at the same time, right? Because your brain can't do those two things. So when you're in the crisis, it's survival mode. In this last year and a half, a lot of us have just been in the day-to-day, what's going to happen today? What do I need to do? How's my job, my family, my life, my friendships, everything changed, right? So a lot of us have some trauma that's just on top of the global pandemic trauma and on top of like the inter the national conversation on racism that we're having, on top of like the government instability, like all the things on top of those big things, we have like things like, I'm sad I didn't get to see my cousin graduate or go to my mom's yeah. birthday or see my family, like, or my pet died or whatever, like the things that we all go through, right? So we have a lot to process before we can move forward. But sometimes that feeling of being stuck, it's easier to just repress those feelings or say, I don't want to get into that. 
than it is to like, let's open this up and see what we've been through, say our truth. And that's part of like identifying feelings and part of saying like, man, this was tough. Or the reason I'm feeling stuck moving forward is because I don't even know what my choices are right now, right? Or I'm not quite sure, or I'm not the same person I was before the pandemic, right? And so maybe me being stuck is because my choices need to be different because I'm different, yeah. right? So all of that is a lot. You can't just jump you know, forward. And I also think fear, What you're, to your point, is like, it's easier to blanket. We are scared of so many things, right? And the idea of fear it's easy to say I'm scared, right? And then say, okay, then it means I don't have to do anything about it. Fear <laughs> is just a really good indicator of like something might be changing or I might be out of my comfort zone or I might have a big learning curve. There's a difference between fear and danger. There's a difference between fear and danger. Thank you. And that's what I think we really have to recognize. Sometimes when we're feeling the fear, it's a really good indicator of, growth, change, opportunity. Um, and that it, it is a signal that lets you know if you're if you're in tune with your emotions, like, oh, I'm feeling fear. Let's sit with that for a hot second, <laughs> right? What might that be telling me? Instead of saying, that's an excuse just to give up or stay stuck because I'm scared. So does, this is all kind of, again, the complexity of our emotions and the ability to not judge them as good or bad. Fear is actually really helpful sometimes. If we look at it in a way that says, yeah, how can I analyze myself in this moment and not use it as an excuse? Yeah. To stay I love what you're talking about because, you know, part of this too is looking at the complex nature to know what to do with fear and how quickly to adjust to it. You know, I was talking with Linda yesterday and I'm so used to being me and so used to uh, just being here and, you know, being part of the network. I forget sometimes what it was like for me. What I forget is I forget sometimes what it was like for me in my corporate environment when I wasn't the owner, when I wasn't the boss, when I would go in and have to learn something or for, when I was given a graphics assignment like manager of corporate graphics, a failing organization and what it was like for me in that position. And I forget sometimes what it's like to be new in a situation. And so, you know, I know who I am and my personality and, and what I'm about, but when other people are with you, they don't, right? Like when people first meet me, they see me in a certain way and I forget that relationship. And so sometimes you, you have to reflect back and say, when I was in your shoes, would I really ask a question right now? Would I be so afraid because Pat, you're Pat, you're in the room. So Pat, get out of the room. So the new people can ask Jacob the question, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a dynamic of fear and stuckness that has to do with other people, places and things. When oh, we come yeah. back, that's why I want to dig deep under. You know, I want to just pull that layer back and talk about the fact that if fear is fear, there's a healthy fear, like stress. There's stress and then there's you stress and you stress is good stress. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you cross that line and you move from a healthy awareness of something that maybe gives you a chill, like do not walk down that aisle at three o'clock in the morning in New York City. 
don't do that. That is like, don't, that's not smart. Don't do that. <laughs> or please don't try to jaywalk in the middle of Times Square in rush hour. That is crazy. When we come back, let's peel it back. Because one of the things we have to learn is I can, what happens if I'm feeling a little afraid, I feel a little chill, but here I am, I'm new person on a job and I don't really understand what's going on. Am I, do I have the ability to ask a question? Do I have the ability to make sure I say, I don't get it and understand? Because I'll tell you, as me, Dr. Pat, running a show, I can't tell you how many times I've had to say to either Olivia or Jacob, okay, I don't understand. Am I hitting like the wrong button? I don't know everything. We don't know everything. But when our stuckness gets in the way of our success, what is that like? You know, when my stuckness gets in the way of thinking smartly that the robot is stuck do not keep trying to have the ball pop out of the ping pong robot because once it gets unstuck, it will hit you so hard, it will give you a black eye. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show Heart Change Consciousness on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. 
Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore Earth's guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is a great show for all of you. Get Big Out Loud with Carrie Knutson. I get to hang out with her. And I get to hang out with the most incredible people. You know, Carrie is an expert uh, when it comes to emotional intelligence. And we've done several shows about that. Um, the other thing you should know is, you know, she's also that brings a fresh perspective to psychology. You know, this is something she and I learned at different points in time, but it's interesting how we got there. It's the idea of taking psychology off the couch. And that means a lot of things. She is a counselor though, and you should know that, uh, but she's a speaker, she's a coach. She will help you pull together whatever you need to pull together in your life so you can move forward. You know, today is a very important conversation because we're talking about the complexity of being stuck. Who hasn't felt like they are stuck? You know, I, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. I'm sure you've been at that place where you have felt stuck. Maybe in some cases you haven't. Uh, Carrie, what is the best way for people to find out about you, to work with you, to follow you, all of the above? Sure. So you can find me anywhere on social media at Knutson Speaks. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks. And my website is KnutsonSpeaks.com. And on there is all information about the presentations that I offer, the coaching that I do. And um, actually during the pandemic, I started off with some interesting, one of my trainings was called Transcending the Unknown. And now people want a new talk called Thriving Through Change. And I thought it was interesting that like I'm developing, so I'm developing talks um, to like update the times that we're going through. So the goal of all my work is that it's useful, it's practical, practical, and it's accessible. And that's what I'm about. That's it. That's what I love. Um, and, the, and yet at the same time, it's like we're going to we take the deep dive into conversation. This is a deep dive conversation. So let's get to it. Mm -hmm. You know, here we are, we talked about understanding fears, fears, but is that enough? I mean, great. I understand my fear. I understand my fear of a lot of things. Uh, I don't swim, but I love the water. That is paradoxical. What do you do with that, right? Uh, people won't let you on their boat if you don't wear like a life protector. I understand you can't go, what is that? Diving if you don't know how to swim. Well, 
okay, I can paddle, but swimming, I don't know. My body's not made for swimming. But there's a fear that one might have. How do we get underneath that fear beyond understanding the fear? There's something else going on because yeah. some people can just punch through the fear and skydive. And other people are like, no, I'm not getting off the plane. Totally. <laughs> That's such a good example. Like the people that just jump out and they're the people that will sign up and then hell no, I'm not jumping. <laughs> right. But that's. But that's really good because like you say, you can understand you have fear, but if you don't, the next level is examine your beliefs around that. And sometimes we believe things about ourselves that simply are not true. And that's part of like taking some time to examine them. And when I, when I say that we believe things about ourselves that aren't true, sometimes people have told us things that then we start to think of as truth. You're not college material. You can't handle that kind of job. I don't know who you think you are, but we, we don't do those things in our family or like, or even, even trying, those are negative things, but even trying people saying, you know, you'll never be rich, but you'll always be happy. Or the, the, the things that like, you're just not a good speller or you've never been, you've never been athletic. Yeah. Like me trying to fix my hair right here. Right. Like this, <laughs> this like fixing thing, like with the hair, it's never been my strength, but Linda could come in here and within 15 seconds, all of this would look great. They give a <laughs> But how do we, how do we get to accept ourselves despite? Well, part of this idea is examining your belief systems so you can accept who you actually are, not who you think you should be or what other people. So like the idea about beliefs, especially around being stuck, like sometimes when we say the, the belief system is so limiting sometimes, if we don't say, does this belief serve me anymore? Is it helping me get where I need to be? Is it protecting me about something? I don't need to be protected from. Is it a cover for, is fear a cover for something else? Like fear is a big cover, right? For like a lot of, like, here's an example. A lot of times people will say, um, they look for a job and let's say they don't fit every criteria on it. And they're like, well, I couldn't do that job. Um, and they, it's an easy way to get an excuse. Like, see, there's one thing I'm missing then I can't apply. Like, so then we believe we made up a story that somehow we have to have every little thing on that box to, to apply. And a lot of times I find like if you have most of the skills and you apply and say you're willing to learn, people would take a motivated, thoughtful candidate over someone that checked on every single box. But we limit ourselves like, well, it said you have to have all this and I don't have it. So I'm not going to even apply or, or I'm not going to even try. Or like the idea of like, well, I've been told I'm not athletic. So I guess I kind of feel like I want to move my body and play soccer, but I guess I'm not athletic, so I won't do that. Right? Those, then you're like, does that serve you? Does that help you? Does that move the needle forward? And so sometimes examining those beliefs, a lot of times you'll find if you examine a belief is you are stuck because it's actually safe. You're safe, even though you don't feel good and comfortable, at least you know what to expect. Right. So that's the keeping of sex. So at least I'm, if I'm, even if I'm miserable, I know exactly what to expect. I know exactly what to think and exactly what I'll do. And I can be miserable, but safe. And so part of examining our belief system is saying like, am I, is it the fear of change? Maybe is it the fear of stepping out of my comfort zone? Is it also the fear of the timing? Like look at everyone else succeeding and maybe I'm slower than other people, right? Maybe I need a little more time to figure it out. It doesn't mean I'm not um, capable or that's not possible, especially comparison can really be the thief of joy and a lot of other things. But the idea of 
comparing yourself to others, that keeps us stuck. So the belief system, sometimes we have to even say, I'd, I'd like to do it in a series around being stuck. Identify the feeling. Okay, I'm stuck right now, right? And then understand how fear is playing into that and examine my beliefs at the current moment, either about who I am, what other people said I could do. This is a just a quick example, too, of this, what other people said I could do. When I majored in psychology, so many people said, what are you going to do with that degree? <laughs> and then someone said, are you going to ask people if they want fries with their drink? Like, you know. <laughs> And then as I progressed, I, and I was like, well, I love this, right? And then I started, so like, well, currently I work in a school as a therapist in a school. And then some people reduce my job to this. Must be nice to play with kids all day. I know. Or I, bet you, I bet you enjoy your summers off. Like, like, see how people do that? Then that's like starting to minimize what I find exciting and passionate and awesome and interesting see how people do that though like what are you gonna do with that degree and if i thought well what am i gonna do i guess i shouldn't do this because you think i shouldn't and i guess i don't know and sometimes when people say what do you do with a psychology degree i'm like what don't you do yeah, look yeah. at my life it's been amazing because of this degree it's taken me so many places and it will continue to do so oh my That's gosh with my person my passion same with has anyone ever said ping pong ping pong what's you play ping pong you find passion have you ever been demeaned for that hobby or sport or felt like minimized by it well yeah what happens with ping pong is you know exactly what i said it's like any sport uh we have a couple of people that are really uh profoundly talented in what they do you know our production team jacob you know uh edvin malia jamie all of them jessica Linda, everybody is profoundly talented, Olivia, in, in something specific they do. And to be talented, you have to work at it. Now, seriously, when I talk about ping pong, yeah, they roll their eyes be, until they see us play in a competition. And Jessica took a picture. She came to one of my first competitions here, and she took a, took a picture of me. It's a very different look on my face, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, look, it, it's we're different under different situations, but let's talk about what the underlying belief or notion is that either lets us glide through a situation and hold our peace or get through a situation and end up showing up as edgy, short, curt, disrespectful, or the third, not showing up at all because of a belief we have. And all of those affect us. All of those affect us. They stop us from applying for jobs. They stop us from applying for school. Sometimes they stop us from going to the grocery store because we don't believe we have enough money to buy milk for our child. How can you, how can we help people understand the belief and understand how to change the belief? Well, that's such, that's a million dollar question, right? Like, and that's why it's worth to be in the complexity of it, because in order to change your belief system, you have to first know that you have one, right? And see, so like, you have to say, what is my belief system about um, being like, for example, the, I'll take an example that I see a lot in women and myself included, like, am I beautiful and successful and pretty and smart. And like, how do I show that in the world? Right. So like a belief system around that is I have to be able to do it all. So I have to, I'm supposed to like 
work out, keep my house clean, have a job, take care of my kids, uh, be in a relationship um, and make make it all work. And, and my level of success um, might depend on my weight on this. Like if I look and see my weight's a certain thing, then I'm a success. Or if my bank account shows a certain number, then I'm a success. If my kids are doing well, then I'm a success. Like whatever marker you want to think about your belief system. And that could be around success or even around beauty, right? Like, but you have to acknowledge first, what's my belief system around the thing that I'm struggling with and acknowledge that first. And then I feel like the way to work through that is, is the belief system serving me or not? Right. And is what role is fear playing, but also like naming it like, Oh, I'm, I'm really struggling with, let's say if I say I'm struggling right now with um, society's expectations of how I look and the number on the scale and how I feel about myself. And I want to make some changes, but I feel stuck because I don't know how to do that. And am I doing it because of an external force and an internal desire? And then what's what does success look like? Is it what the doctor says or what I say? If people notice, like, do you see how this all gets into play? And we need to wrestle with that a bit to say like, what is, what am in this place in my life right now with who I am in this moment? What does that look like for me? So is the number on the scale gonna determine success? Is it how I feel about myself and I move? Is it my food choices? What, what is it that brings it back to me? And this is the thing I think moves the dial forward on anybody being stuck. It has to mean something to you because society to me always moves to the, limiting and a little bit negative in terms of what are you gonna do with that or ping pong or what like oh my god you should have heard people talk to me about my psychology degree okay if we really want to go up on psychology degrees and what people think of them let's talk about that but the point is this what do we do with that feedback and this is what i want to talk to you about because for a long time that suck in that 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 fit that just like stuck to me but I had a game plan for my degree. Of course, I'm not living that game plan because that really was not the game plan I was meant to have with this, right? Um, this is the game plan. But how do we help people hold stand in our power to stay true for, for who we are? Because in the end, we may not be able at the dimension we're living in, explain why we have a knowing about who we are what we want to be and how we want to be that person. Yes. How do you, have you been able to help people stand in their power about that? Look, I did a show, I don't know, the beginning of June to really kick off pride in a new way and to talk about not only are we going through just, you know, racial, some people call it racial discomfort. No, that's not what's happening. We are now pulled an onion back to identify the racism that we have the homophobia that we have, the ageism that we have. And by the way, the latest thing, ladies of all ages, if you are not following current events, is the Senate filibustered on a bill that would give women equal pay. Nobody looked at that. But the point is this, how do we get past any of that and understand who am I? What do I believe? And mm-hmm. with that belief, how am I going to be in the world, Carrie? Yes, that that is such a beautiful way to frame it because the truth of it is, to me, 
what we do have to go inward and ask ourselves those questions. Normally, what we do as humans, we tend to go outwards, not only for approval, but for solutions. What do you think I should do? Do you like me? Do you think this is good? Is this okay? And then when we get shut down, or we're like, what are you going to do with that degree? Or like, what? That's a stupid idea, or whatever, like, or whatever the judgment is, that then we start to believe that about ourselves, or whatever. Part of the, the magic is when you can go inside of yourself and but you have to give yourself time and space to do this and you have to be thoughtful about it and it can't be done from a place of punishment so like i'm going to punish myself into getting unstuck by like being really rigid and like pushing it through and whatever it's it's like it's the antithesis of what you need to do to make progress loving yourself focusing on yourself and giving time to yourself to see where you're at not as good or bad, just what is in this moment for me? What is true for me right now? And usually what I see in people is they're doing the best they have with what they have in any given moment. They're doing the best they possibly can, but they don't even give themselves credit for that. And so it's hard to move forward from a place of less than or constriction or um, meanness towards yourself or judgment. And so the, the magic, I think when you come with coming in is being like, I'm not going to be judging. I'm going to be an observer and I'm going to look at what's going on as an observer, but as someone who loves me very much and who doesn't want to criticize, but wants to be curious, being curious is very different than being critical. Right. I'm wondering why I'm doing this. I'm wondering why I'm feeling this way. I can see my emotions in this way. What is around this anger and sadness and overwhelm or stuckness or disappointment or frustration or devastation? Whatever the big words are, the level two words, like I said before, that is the place to start. And it also there's another little key there, too, is you have to believe in your worthiness that you're worth the struggle, that you're worth the time to figure it out, and that you no one does truly know better than you. It's great to have trusted friends and supporters and coaches and books and resources, but oftentimes we go down the rabbit hole of those things, and that's like the other or the outside, and we do it at the expense of ourselves. But a lot of us haven't practiced, what do I really want? What makes sense for me right now? What do I need right now? Right. And so some of that's why it's complex. But I do think the key is going inside yourself first, not with criticism, but with compassion and love and especially curiosity. Yeah. Right? You know, when I when I was in my corporate skin and, you know, I get in my corporate skin from now and again. And I think that, um, you know, when you have new people in your environment and they don't know you yet. Um, if you ever heard me give somebody instructions, you would think that I have an ex-military. <laughs> um, but uh, what it is, is I've learned over time that when, when people are hungry to learn, they want you to cut to the chase. Tell me what I need to do. Mm -hmm. um, Linda and I were talking about this over the weekend and Jessica and Jessica was talking about being trained by Heather, Heather, ex-military. And what we decided is we have, to we have to apply that same level of training for our new people. We have to be able to say, we gave you a notebook, we gave you a binder, write in it. If somebody shouts out a name of a client, write it down. If you don't know how to spell it, you should ask. 
because in our environment, you know this, Carrie, probably you're not going to get another opportunity where somebody is going to say it again. If you had asked Jacob or Olivia or me, or if you even asked Olivia what she just showed on the screen two minutes ago, she'd probably say, uh, I'm not exactly sure. We're in a fast-paced world. Talk to me about how we can be responsive in a fast-paced world, even if we let our fear or uh, uh, get in the way of us. And certainly intimidation is a showstopper. If you're intimidated by somebody, wow, mm -hmm. I've been there. Yes, intimidation is a showstopper. Ugh. Fear is, comparison is. See how many things are out there though? Comparison sucks, aware. to be honest with you. Yeah. being aware of the, the the things that are out there that can get you and also the things that like well because sometimes you are like oh i'm in, i'm you have to say out loud oh wow i'm really comparing myself and that's making me anxious or like um i feel like everyone else is moving ahead and i'm not or i feel like stuck in this place and i just don't know how to get out part of it is recognizing that and and also to, to we are in a very fast-paced world and at the same time, I still think there is room. Yep. What I think about bring it in. If you know that you're going to have to ask questions and get out of your comfort zone and jump, like, especially you're talking about in your new employees and their jobs, part of, part of moving forward is even telling yourself before you get in an environment, here's how I want to show up. I want to be that person to ask questions. I'm going to be that person to um, make sure I understand things. I'm going to be that person in this environment. I need to show up a certain way. So how do I need to steady myself in my holistic part of my life? So in this environment, I can show up. And here's a quick example of something I do. When we were in the pre-COVID world and I would get ready for a talk, I would have to physically like I usually would go to the bathroom and just be in the stall and I would shake off everything that had getting there getting set up the sound and mic check whatever and I would just be like be present in this moment with these people whatever happened to you whatever like in one time my car broke down on the way to a place and a and a I <laughs> the tow truck guy ended up dropping me off at the gig. And I remember I came in because I had my jacket on and my snow boots and the tow truck driver had dropped me off. And um, it was so funny because I was flustered and I was like not ready to engage with this audience. But I literally was like, I need one minute. I went to the bathroom, took off my jacket, shook it off. And I, I'm like, you need to be present for these people in this moment. You can process your crazy car breakdown, truck driving, getting dropped off by the tow truck driver in about two hours. But right now, be present, show up as the best person for these people. Because in this part of your life, you know, we have different parts of it. You need to show up as this person right now, right? So con being conscious of things like that can really help you in different environments. It doesn't mean you're on all the time though. And that's, I mean, finding space to process, yeah. slow down, be thoughtful. All those things are really important. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.